Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation with a special intro because it's November and December. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio, Mike Rickberg just sang those songs, and he's going to sing again at the end, and Vilmos fixes the websites. There is a golden opportunity to buy all kinds of Christmas, solstice, Kwanzaa, atheist gifts for your friends and loved ones at JackieCation.com on the merch page. Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, the Dork Forest Brett Chambers design t-shirt, and CDs. It is never going to be bread, my last CD, which was top 10 comedy albums of the year on Amazon. And the one before that, which is Circus People, which has an embedded video in the hard copy of the CD. And you can get those signed. That is the present intro part of it. There's also a donation button. In November and December, I ask that you not donate to the Dark Forest. Instead, you donate to a food bank where you live. Help somebody. What the heck? It's the holidays, right? You love the holidays, but there's been a hurricane, there's all kinds of trouble, and there's plenty of people in the world who need help. So November and December, take the money that you might donate to the Dork Forest and donate it to a local charity of your choice. In January, uh, pony up. Everybody should donate, I don't know, a hundred bucks a year. What the heck? And then you can still, of course, buy gifts if you want to buy gifts. Thank you so much for listening to The Dork Forest, and it is about to begin. Hello, Solange. How do you pronounce Hello, your last Jackie. name? Um, you never use it? I recently changed my name. Did I, you recently? Solange has recently changed Awesome. <laughs> Why? Um, How? I changed it on Facebook, which oh. I assume means it's changed. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. It's that legal is the, now, right? That, that's the new. If Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> thinks it's my name, my name is now Leaf Blower. <laughs> I have 900 friends, but actually nobody noticed. No, I just took off, um, the, my father, my mate, my dad's name, Belcher. So it's just Solange Castro. Castro. Makes me sound more Latin. Cuban. It does make you sound more Latin. Because I think it has been established in my mind completely that Solange Castro would enjoy, uh, you love salsa music. Yeah. You're like, I, I could dork out about salsa music and I was like, what would that be like? Would you dance? Would we audit auditorially dance? So I could. I could try. What? I don't. I could dance for you and you, maybe for Andy afterwards. I could with describe. Tiberius. I could describe my dance moves. Exactly. Look at this shoulder. Look at this shoulder roll. Look at that. Watch this body roll. Did you hear that? Pop, 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 pop. Do it. Do it. Have you always been into dance? Um, or were you always bendy? Or, or did you? I was. Know? I always had this. Um, I'm super bendy, but I didn't take dance lessons. I actually, my mom didn't think I was graceful. I know she's going to hear this and be like, "I did, I did." I just, I just <laughs> accidentally said out loud that you weren't hundreds of times. I'm so sorry. Um, but I, I grew up in um, Mexican bilingual classes at school. Where? In Berkeley, California. Oh, hello, hippie child. Well done. Yeah. So I was, I was, well, my parents weren't exactly hippies, but um, my mom is Mexican and she wanted me to grow up learning the language. So in my classes, we, we did a lot of like Mexican folk dance. Okay. And at home I listened, my, my mom always played Mexican music and she did play some salsa, but salsa is actually not Mexican. It's, um, Central American and Caribbean. Okay. I only... I don't know why I know that. So salsa the dance, <laughs> not awesome salsa the food. Know. It's uh Well, okay, salsa me- to get dork dorked out specific off the bat. Um salsa means mixture. So uh, salsa the tomato based thing food you, product you yes. eat with chips is a mixture of really anything you want. Um and then the music is actually a mixture of um Afro-Cuban beats and uh um, anything else, really. It's really a beat, and you can mix it with all kinds of music. I mean, you, I actually brought a Lenny Kravitz song that was that is salsified. salsa. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we will. Um, I'll 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 sample that. 
uh, at some, maybe I'll sample that. Patrick, should I say, okay, is it Patrick Brady? I speak to the ether. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure out how to sample well, that. And I think we can do, I think we can do like eight seconds or something for free where I don't have to find Lenny Kravitz and hand him a dollar twenty. Oh, something. cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, salsa is a mixture because of course of colonialism and the music was born of it. And I mean, basically slavery. Um, so the base, I mean, from what I've read and I'm sure like some bigger salsa geeks than me are going to be like, Oh, you're so wrong. But basically <laughs> I want those people to be listening, by the way, I totally do. <laughs> I do too. This, that's like my biggest fear is that the bigger salsa geeks are going to be like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> You were our representative. How you represented salsa. No. But basically what I took is that um, in Africa, okay, this is like, this is research off the web too, um, which is my... Grain of salt. Grain <laughs> of salt. That's what you're saying. But no, but go. Let's so, hear So um, a lot of African tribes, I think it was Ghana, again, I could be wrong, or Nigerian, um, used the drums to actually, as part of their religious spiritual practice, to bring in spirits. Okay. So they had these drumming practices, and then they were brought in as slaves to um, the Caribbean, right. and they kept their drumming practices, and gradually those got incorporated into the culture and the music. And it's really the the beat, and it's called the clave beat. How do you spell clave? C L A V. And okay. it's a, um, it's just like a wooden peg mm-hmm. that you beat against this like circular wooden object. Like a loggy kind of looking thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Very okay. good. Wow, right, Jackie, sure, sure. you know a lot. Well, <laughs> I've been doing the dork for us for, uh, what, six years now, I think. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you beat this thing and, um, that's the clave beat and that's the fundamental beat of salsa. And I think that's that, so it really salsa was born in the Caribbean and then, um, all these other instruments like European instruments like the horn right. and were, were eventually incorporated in, right. in guitars and whatever. And now we got like, you know, but, you but that's big, the giant basic bands. beat. Yeah. That's the basic beat is this. And actually the bass I think keeps the salsa beat in a lot of bands. Okay. Oh, the bass drum or the, the bass, bass guitar? Play. Yeah, the bass guitar. All right. Wow. That's, um, and so you took gymnastics or something when you were a kid, but you never. Um, no, so I, I was athletic, but I, well, this is what happened. I went to Costa Rica as part of a, um, high school, ex, you know, we went to do this service program where we were actually supposed to hand out toothbrushes and teach kids how to brush their teeth. I love, I love that about, uh, Western society. You know, those people need toothpaste. <laughs> Or just a crest t-shirt. No, but they did. I mean, a lot of these kids did, um, because they, their teeth were fall. I mean, trust me, we like went into like the, you know, backwoods. But, uh, my friends and I, we were 16 and there's no age limit in Costa Rica. We ended up just going out to clubs all the time. Oh, and right. And dancing. So, and, um, Costa Rica has a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of like, like salsa dance has a lot of different elements. Like it incorporates a little bit of tango, a little bit of a uh, dance style called cumbia. Merengue is another, it's considered kind of like the stupid person's dance. Oh, merengue. Yeah. Uh, because it's so simple. It's just like oh, one, two, one, two, one, two. Maybe that's what I could learn because <laughs> I have the beat. I feel bad by the way. If you love merengue, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean, I do. There's, there's, there's some people who belittle it. That's all she said. <laughs> And what about mariachi bands? What do I'm you know a about super it? salsa snob too. Actually, just so you know, like among my friends, I am like insanely snobby <laughs> about salsa. So. That's it, because you love it so. And yeah. There, but there's a very specific thing that you love. Yes, and there's like a you know a right you know I, I really it? respect dancing to the music. Okay. The thing that drives me crazy is people just kind of moving around and not listening to the music. Oh, they're not they're not feeling it. Not feeling. <laughs> I saw Dirty Dancing. I'm totally embarrassed, by the way, admitting all this stuff. Oh my god, safest space in the world, the dork forest. This is it. So, so you, when you went to Costa Rica, oh, okay, so I fell in love with dancing. You got bit by the salsa. I got, yeah, and we didn't even really dance salsa, but I just, I just love the fact that everybody danced and like wherever we went, they had dances and you would, and it's not considered uh, necessarily this romantic gesture it's just you're just having fun it's just everybody and everybody does it of all ages. everybody okay. exactly and i just love that and so and for years i i meant i was like i'm gonna learn to dance salsa i'm gonna learn to dance salsa and it just didn't happen and finally one day i was like i went to the club and i'm like i'm gonna learn and from that day on i was like five days a week 
Five days a week, yeah, just you, nights, and, actually five nights a week. Yeah. And when did you start dancing? Like 10 years ago or? Um, well, actually I did start like 10 years ago, but I, I didn't have that epiphany till like, it was about six, like six and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So like 2005. Yes. You started, you were like, you, I'm going to take a club. Did you take a class yes. or did you just go so, to a club? So I recommend everybody take classes because okay. it's not, it's not that hard to learn enough to have fun, but you do have to learn something, especially for the guys. It's a lot harder. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, so the guys lead. And so they have to know some choreography. Okay. And, uh, it's, um, interestingly cultures, salsa is mostly Latino and very Asian. Oh really? And and black. Not a lot of white guys dance salsa. Okay. In LA. That's mm-hmm. your if you're a white guy who dances salsa, you're Andy like, Ashcraft wants in, by the way. <laughs> I told him you were coming over. He was like, Well, why don't we take salsa classes? And I cause he wants to do ballroom dance and I'm just like Yes, yes, I, I too. Ballroom, uh, ballroom helps a lot, probably a lot more white people in ballroom. Yeah. But the thing, and the elderly, which uh, I was born elderly. I don't, so. I don't know necessarily, but maybe I haven't gotten into the ballroom scene, but I can just tell you salsa is pretty young. It's, it's pretty high energy and, um, Asian people dance it because in Asian cultures, people dance too. It's very accepted and encouraged that everybody dances. Okay. Partner dance, I should say. Right, right. It's Americans not- are more like into the hippie. Right, right. We're just, you know, just- all just doing our own thing on the, on the, um, unless you're grinding against somebody in a charming, charming manner at some bar called the church key. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay. So you took some classes and then all of a sudden. A lot of classes. You took, oh, really? Yeah. I actually joined dance teams. Um, I don't know why they're called teams because it's not, we didn't, we didn't have like, Competitions, competitions but or- we just performed, but I just joined just to get better. And the more I took, like the more I improved, the more I loved it. Right. And the more into the scene I became. Right. And so five nights a week, you would get dressed up. You would get dressed. Cause that's the other thing too, is everybody is pretty well dressed in this, in this event. So this is what happens in the beginning. You get kind of like bitten by the salsa bug. Yes. And you start, you go shopping, you start buying like trashy, you know, like skirts and forever 21 blouses and yeah, just the trashiest clothes. And they actually make clothes for dancing that are breathable. Okay. And then you buy the shoes because there are specific salsa shoes that are have you have to wear a heel. Yes. You don't have to do anything, but this right. is just part of the culture. Right. So of course, when you get bitten, you want to like live up to the, you know, the right, salsa right. image. And then, and, and, you, and this is pretty much uniform. You go out during the week, you stay out till two, you, you know, what time go do you to get work. There? Oh, it doesn't start till 10. You can't really start dancing okay. anywhere till 10 o'clock. And okay. these and salsa dancers go out on weekdays, not on the weekend. That's like when amateurs, amateurs, yeah. man, <laughs> that's it. Do it. So salsa dancers, you're there at 10 o'clock. You know, you, you can't leave because you're Live addicted. Live band or um, spinning? Um, both. 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 Okay. Um, and you get, and it's just in the beginning, it is just so fun. You you can't imagine anything else in life. And you, you would go rather with do. the people from your class. You're like people you've met. At I class. just, I actually, the thing is, is I went to places in my name. I ended up seeing the same people everywhere I went. So right. I eventually became friends with them. Okay. And. uh and then you're t- exhausted all the time. Right. Right. Cause you're up, <laughs> cause you're working out for four hours a night. Yeah. From 10 and, to two in the morning. And you start having like awesome legs without thinking about it. You're right. not even trying to work out. You're just having the time of your life. And, and then, and also in the beginning, you think everybody's a, a fantastic dancer. So everyone's amazing. Look yeah. how good that guy Especially is. Especially if, if he's is. like, you know, doing, he's like flip, flipping women or, you know, and there's dancers who inevitably, like, everyone stands around and watches them and. Oh, like Saturday Night Live. Like, it, like, like. It's a lot like, um, like Saturday Night Fever. Saturday yeah. Night, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm very, very hip. I know a lot about dance. Saturday Night Fever. Was there a gang rape scene? No, I just kid. Anyway, so, there's I don't know. probably, there's a lot of dark stuff too. Right, there's we're gonna of, get to that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Cause, I mean, the joy is, is really what you wanna, that's what you wanna, I mean, that's why you get into it, right? And it, and, and that always remains, but you have to live a little defensively when you go into such a yeah, situation. Yeah, so what happens, I think, and I've seen this happen and I write about it in my book, 
And it's basically That's right. you have a blog and a book. Talk about the blog uh, okay. URL. I have a blog, 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 a blog, <laughs> searchforsanity.com, which is the title. It comes from a short film I made mm. that Maria Bamford is in oh, 10 right. years ago. One of our mutual friends. Called Stella's Search for Sanity. Anyway, so I started a blog and I still have it. And I actually wrote a lot about salsa in my blog before I morphed into a book. Um, so that's my plug for okay, my website. Okay, right, right. And then you're um, on Facebook and Twitter? <clears throat> And then I'm on Twitter. Yeah. What, what's your Solange CB? Really exciting I'll handle. Like CB like a CB radio? <laughs> well, it's just Castro Belcher. Oh, that's it. Yeah. There, oh, nice, I, nice. I have to Solange, change it. S-O-L-A-N-G-E. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I'm on Facebook, uh, which I'm now Solange Castro. <laughs> so what happens to, uh, women in salsa is they come, they get mesmerized, especially by the like hot Latin dance teacher. Right. Who has just you know, they have like superpowers over right. women because they can dance. And it's true what they say. Women do go crazy over guys who can dance. There's, It's, it's incredibly attractive. I'm not going to lie to you. It's incredibly hot. It becomes less attractive once you know more people, guys who can dance. Right, right. Because then they open up their pie hole and say <laughs> horrifying things. But when you first see them. Yes. Yeah, it's really interesting. So they become mem- mesmerized. They go out and start dressing very provocatively, dancing all the time. Mm-hmm. And um it's really what I call it is sort of like the uh the Latino man's like vengeance on the white man. Cuz in LA, it's LA is not a place for Latino men have a hard time here. Right. I think especially if they come from um you know Latin America and they come here to work and but right, there's right. a lot of people who dance also who probably work in the service industry but they get dressed up at 10 o'clock at night and they and they have a whole other life where they don't have to be yes I'll park your car right they are they're in charge at that right. point they are what's the character John Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever I can't remember the I name of the either. movie but exactly. he worked at a hardware store right and he yeah, and he he went to the club and he was king. Right. And it was like the flamingo kid, man. Or even dirty dancing, you know? Exactly. Like Patrick exactly. Swayze is a is a dirtbag, but then once in the summer, you know, women are slipping him twenties and whatever. Right, and it's it's kind of the same theme in every dance movie. Because I actually went and started watching dance movies oh. with this in mind. And I realized it's always the same theme. It's always um somebody who's from the wrong side of the tracks, ethnic. Mostly men or women or both. Um usually the guy is. And then and then it's somehow like cross, he's able to cross to another social right. and, echelon. And he, and he meets like some sort of fancy Jewish girl who's supposed to become a lawyer. Right. Or some fancy wasp girl who's supposed to become. And that happens in real life. Oh, In salsa it? all the time. <laughs> and that's what fascinates me about it is that it's, it's a real thing right. because it's so powerful. And a guy knowing how to dance is considered a huge, is considered social capital. He doesn't, he may not have a nice car. He might live with, all his, his relatives and whatever, yeah. yeah. And but he can dance, and right. that's there's that is social. Maybe something like social capital. biological about that. Oh, there's definitely something biological about it because it's super hot. It yeah. just it is. So so did you get? I mean, what happened? I mean, did you did you end up meeting a bunch of fellas so, that you were like? Yeah, so I did meet guys that were I wouldn't really know consider appropriate dating options, right? Outside of and, salsa. And I talked about this with my friends all the time. And you speak Spanish. I do speak Spanish. And, and I actually, Mexican. I grew up with Mexicans. And so I actually feel a simpatico. And I, you know, I, and I also felt like salsa was sort of coming back to my culture. Just right. a, a way to connect with, with, with the, the Latin side of me. The Latin side of yourself. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot, of, I have a lot of friends and this one friend of mine, I write about her in my book. She was constantly, and she's, she's hilarious and she's kind of like, everybody here is so beneath me. <laughs> she's always saying things like that. <laughs> well, but she, she loves them. Right, right. And, and she loves them. And she's just, a, she's a, she's a, she's a jackass, <laughs> but a hilarious, hilarious she's jackass. Just, but. Because that's, I mean, that's the level, right? I mean, we hang out, we do stand up, right? So we hang out with these people that are so funny, but you're like, you are actually a little mean, but you're funny <laughs> enough that I love you. My friend Jillian Jacobs, one of the meanest people I've ever met in my life, consistently cracks me up. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, when I'm not with you, I kind of don't like you. But when I'm with you, you're so fucking funny. Well, she's just telling, I mean, she's just speaking her truth and, you yes, know, she has an it idea. It is her truth. It turns out. She's supposed to be with. Right. But, but there is kind of a, 
uh, also like jungle fever aspect to it of like, ooh, they're the so Spike Lee hot. movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Just because they're, it's, you there's know, so it, much physical contact. Yes. And there's, it's a, a physical, I mean, this is the thing. If I went into a bar and a guy started put his hands on my waist, mm-hmm. I would punch him in the face. Right. But in salsa, a guy does that and it's like, oh, we're going to dance. And it's considered appropriate. Right. But I definitely, I, I got really, um, burnt out of that part of it. And I started getting, I, I kind of reached a point, especially once I had established dance partners, which I still have, and they're really friends and they're people I trust, where I realized how many sleazy guys were just using salsa to... It, to it top a feel, essentially, and yeah, just get foul. And it's basically, if you're uh, starting to dance, you have no idea. You're just like, I want to dance. And, oh, this this guy who can dance is dancing with me. And, yeah, yeah. okay, so maybe that felt a little weird, but right. that's salsa, you know? Maybe, right, so <laughs> parenthetically, or <laughs> quotes, air quotes. Yeah, that's what salsa is. Really, it's just inappropriate. <laughs> it's just inappropriate touching, maybe Grab a grind. That actually isn't, hmm, <laughs> is that not salsa? Is that what you're telling? Well, basically, salt. There is such a thing as salsa, and it's. But there are moves that, like, guys won't try. Would never try on me now, but they would try it on a beginner girl. That are are like, you know, the equivalent of like what was that hip hop move that everybody talked about? The like doggy style. Okay. Basically, where the guy would like turn you, you know, turn. You're no longer facing them. Yes. Yes, and then like push your back. Push you, put his hand on your back and push you down, like bend you over, bend you over. Sure, that that was a move that was happening all over the clubs, and it took me a while to realize. Wait, that's not salsa. That's like some guy <laughs> who's just like, this will be fun, and if I do it to the music, nobody will really know that I'm actually like, you know, right, uh, putting this woman in a demeaning position, right? Actually, vaguely sexually assaulting her <laughs> yes. in a in a in a to to a hell of a beat. <laughs> <laughs> in a public setting with people watching. Right. Right, right. Where later she has to talk to that guy and order a Diet Coke. And uh, she's like, can I have a Diet Coke? And he's like, yeah, so I got that. Is there some of that too where the where the bartenders and the wait staff are just like, hey, uh, are you are being taken for a buggy ride? Is there any of that sort of warning kind of stuff? Well, I, you know, okay, so I got into it because I have the joy and my culture. And then I yeah. saw this and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Latin America, not the best place for women. You know, not big on women's rights. And that is part of it as well. And it's also my My favorite rhythm. line from Latin guys is, you know, women are the most powerful thing. They're, they're the most powerful member of our society. And I was like, really? Um, to my knowledge, they can't own land. What is, I mean, <laughs> or they can, but I mean, I mean, it's like it's not... Men who say women don't understand their power, and I was like, yeah, but that's not actually the power I want to work. <laughs> that's I don't, I don't want to make you lick my butt, yeah, or whatever. I mean, manipulate it, you. It's always some sort of weird sexual manipulation that they want that they're talking about, right? And they're also those are the guys <laughs> that are trying to manipulate you sexually and boss you around sexually that I also don't want to date either. So I mean. They want to be bossed. They're like, women don't get that they could be the most powerful <laughs> things in the world. And then they're like, and because they don't understand that, I'm going to bend her over this copy Fox fax machine and have my way with her. Mm, just pretend. <laughs> so, I mean, it's weird, right? Yes. It's very, it's very weird. And it's weird just the, because a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of Latino men, I mean, they're, you know, this isn't their, culture they don't speak the right, they just first language here. right right They're, they've been here five ten years maybe right yeah and um and so they're kind of bringing their culture into this little petri dish of this community of salsa mm-hmm. and it's not just it's not just latin it's i mean it's like i said it's there's a lot of other cultures too there's actually a lot of um I the think- Armenians are so liberal. I don't know if you know about my people. Uh, there's a lot of, I'm sorry, step and fetch it. Hey, could you get me a cup of coffee and some baklava? Yes, yes, I can. It turns out. With women? With women. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I mean, the, the whole church, the whole church thing, it's just, you're constantly just rolling. I think that's how doma. most of the world is, is what I realized. Yes. <laughs> right, it, it, right. It isn't just Latin guys. It's, yeah. It's sadly, it's every culture and, and if you want to be a, uh, you know, if you want to be a woman who works or is a, you know, does your own thing, you have to sort of fight your way through it. I think Denmark or maybe it's Sweden. There's one of these countries like the best place to be a woman, but basically oh, right. everywhere else is, 
But um, then you read the dragon tattoo and you're like, mm, the yes. foster care program seems to be slightly broken. <laughs> so I know. And I think um, as, as much as we are struggling with those issues here, it's like we do have it so much better than things are working out in the United States in many ways. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I mean, every generation you're like, this is it. World is ending. We're done. And then you're like, mm, it's eroding. There's some trouble. I'm pouring some more coffee. And okay. uh, that's what people can hear probably in the background. <laughs> clank, clank. So I feel like I've gotten off top. I've gotten right. all into women's rights. <laughs> right, right. <We're> super. <laughs> right, but salsa. I mean, so the thing is, is so um, what now? What, what salsa is- to women's rights? Right, right. Exactly. What is that? Okay. So this is um, I don't who's know, singing. There's different. I just like. Have a mixture. This is just really fun music. I mean, this is really fun. Like, just not specifically salsa, though. Like, it was. Who who did you say was the? Um. Oh, so I have one Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz does not scream salsa to me. No, right? It's a salsa beat. Okay, it's just got the salsa beat, and it can be anything. Yeah, exactly. And And then I have uh, Eddie Palmetti, who's really famous. How do you spell uh, is it Palmetti? Combo with a B? Palmeri, Palmeri is P-A-L-M-I-E-R-I. I okay. I, it's probably wrong, actually. Okay. But <laughs> Eddie Palmeri? Yeah. And, um. In, in American, I'd say Eddie Palmeri. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and there's so many other, um, great and who was the one musicians. After? Yeah. Like, what are your favorite ones and what makes them? I fun? like, so what happened to me is I, I kind of got, um, I heard so much commercial salsa that I got like burned out of and I started, uh, dancing. Hacky like, commercial salsa? Yeah. What's yeah. that? What's some of that's, that's like or, or Mark, just... Mark Anthony. Mark. Mark oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not to say, it's called it's not sal- bad. salsa romantica. Okay. It's got it's its own genre. It's, it's very romantic. <laughs> and it, and there's actually a song like that on here at the end and it, um, it actually does make you feel like, oh, men are so romantic. <laughs> but it's, it's considered very hacky right. among salsa snobs like okay. me. Okay. Um, but I actually secretly like it. Yeah. Um, well, right, right, because it's I very, mean, sometimes you, you like it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I started getting into mambo because I started dancing, um, on this different beat, which they call it dancing on two. But it, it's weird. You just, you break on a different beat and yet it's a whole subset of salt, the salsa scene. And it's kind of like where the real snobby people hang out. Okay. And it's a different way of dancing and it's less flashy. It's less about looking. Is it footwork? Is salsa mostly footwork or is it mostly body work? It's both. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's whatever you have to bring. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, Try, (laughs) try to explain it. Like, how do you, is it, is it a a four, four? I'll beat or uh, I have to do some dancing for you. Well, <laughs> one moment, please. <laughs> we're gonna translate it. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna do a smash cut can in the audio. Can we play some music? Um, can we play some music? Um, I'd say um, we can do it after. Oh, okay. But. Uh, I say after the show. <laughs> so I'll just so just so you know, um, the basic salsa is just like like this is just the salsa footwork. It's just this one, two, three, one, five, two, three, six, seven. It's five, an eight six, count. Seven. It's an eight count. Yeah. So the eight is silent. So that's basic. That's that's all you got to do if you want to dance salsa and you got a partner. You can just do this. You know, it's just like kind of. Ballroomish. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just did some dancing. <laughs> okay. Right. You just talked. Hang on a second. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> sorry. It's a, you just did some dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost my hearing, as did Patrick Brady. But uh, but what I have here is I have a camera uh, that uh, maybe afterwards I can do, we can do like a two-minute oh, cool. video or something of you showing Andy Ashcraft how to do it. Oh, and then Andy awesome. Ashcraft can yeah. show me how to do it. And, um, and that'll be fun. So it's just, it's an eight count. Right. And it's just back and forth. Sort of, it, it, it looks like, um, sort of a more, um, hip wiggling, uh, waltz. Basically, yeah. And that, and that's, that's salsa. And, and you can do all these fancy spins and you can do whatever. I've seen women do the splits and, but I mean, it's, it's and the guys really, toss them around a little and bit. some, they get tossed around sometimes, but it's really just, 
however you want to interpret the music with your body, like it's, well, that's the I, thing. It's, and it also is evolving. It's not a very rigid, uh, it's not strictly ballroom. discipline. I mean, it, it is, it, it is strictly ballroom in the sense that people incorporate new stuff and it's, yeah. well, that's not salsa. Right, right. There's, so if, if it's anything you want it to be, then how can there be bossy magoos going, Hey, you're not doing it right. Well, I think it's more about staying on the beat. So you can okay. do a lot of things as long as you're, you can actually hear the beat and stay on it. And, and, and when people are watching you perform or dance, they're like, oh, that person actually hears where the beat is. Or if I'm dancing with someone and he's not, I can feel oh, it. If right, he's right. leading me and he's not on the music, I, I, and I am, then, or you, you're interpreting it differently, then right. it just doesn't work. Right, right. It's bad timing. Yeah. It doesn't jive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like gears that don't match up. Kind exactly. Of thing. That must be kind of painful. Yeah. To, to it's try terrible. To dance. Yeah. Where you're like, ah, I yeah. stop and start kind of thing where you're like, how can I either force him to do it? Can you, can you somehow? You can try, but it's the most, you know, and it's really hard to lead. So I feel bad, you know, cause I've, I've tried learning how to lead and it's, it's challenging for guys. So, um, Anyway, some guys, some people are just better, are more musical than others, I think. Oh, just, they feel the beat. Yeah. And so, now, how many partners do you have? Oh, I don't know. Like standard, like like two or three guys that you dance with a lot? Yeah, like anywhere I go, I'll maybe have like two or three guys that I dance with a lot. And do you, and do you still go out at like 10 o'clock at night? Um, only occasionally. I mean, I, if I have to work the next day, I, I don't have the, the motivation to do that anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. So you might go once a week or twice a week. Yeah, I go like once or twice a week. That's still a lot. It's I know. Awesome. That's yeah. much more than most people. Do. And that's, that's considered not, when I go out, people are like, where have you been? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you for days. <laughs> it's been days and days. And I'm like, two. It's been once, two days. Once in a while, I'll go out and like order a drink and I'll like dance all night and have this amazing time. And I'll be like, oh, that's how it used to be. It used to feel like that for me every single night. Yeah. But event, basically what I thought like my, my journey would be like, I would dance salsa and then, and then eventually it was going to be kind of like eat, pray, love, and then find the man of my dreams and get oh, married. Right. And that would be the end of the story. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to find him in salsa. You aren't? <laughs> well, I just decided I probably wouldn't. Well, because I mean, the thing is, is, is. Even if those guys just have regular jobs, right? I mean, they have jobs. Yeah. And there's some, there's a lot of couples. There's a lot of people I know who've met in salsa and gotten married. So it happens. It just didn't happen for me. It just hasn't happened for you yet. And, uh, it could happen. It also like it's dancing is weird because it's, it's so expressive, but it's also not intellectual at all, which is both what makes it awesome. But then there's a part of me that's like, oh, I have this brain I'd like to use too. So, right. right. So you dance for four hours and then you're like, could we also discuss Melville? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Basically my perfect, my ideal day yeah. would be like dancing salsa. Right. And then yeah, having book group. Right. <laughs> right. Is there a book club that you, do you enjoy? What do you, what do you like to read? It's a. I have too many requirements. There's a reason why I'm single. I think I have too many. Well, well, I don't know. So, must so, be so many things. Is there, is there a physical, is there a best physical requirement? You're very tiny. You're very, you're little. So it must be nice for guys to want to dance with you because they can toss you around a little bit. Right. So is there, well, is I don't there... really like being tossed around, but no? what is your favorite? <laughs> I like dancing on two and I have a lot of favorite dance partners that I've been dancing with for years and I adore them. And, and there's a flourish to it or is there not? Is there, um, sometimes, I mean, I, once you know, somebody's, um, kind of style really yeah. well, it's, you could understand it. So it's really easy to dance with them and it's really, it gets more fun. It's kind of like sex. I mean, it's, it's right. basically a, a way of having, you, you know where their next, I'm not really move. having sex with all these guys, mom, but <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it, some people actually say it is sex. It's right. a very, um, because it's physically intimate and you're connecting and you're, you're trying to move your with somebody. Are your touching each other for most of it? Um, like, not like I mean, chest to chest kind of. There's business? parts of it where they are. Okay. And there's actually a dance style called bachata that is really physically intimate, and it's that's Dominican, and that's actually gotten really popular. Okay. And and that's can be really you are, and actually tango is way more physically intimate. Oh yeah. Because tango, you're pressed chest to chest. Yeah, yeah, and and you're just all 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 twisty and like like a pile of puppies kind of. Yeah, thing, and like that's. All- 
I haven't gotten into the tango scene. I just didn't But you did mambo, it. you said, right? So mambo is salsa. But oh, I got it's a it's a just a part of it's, salsa. It's yeah, it's basically like the music is um it's just considered mambo. It's salsa dancing too though. But okay. it's just once I got into the on two scene, that kind of took over and I just didn't I suddenly That's like the all term, the guys. The yeah, I call it we call it dancing on two. Is that is that because of the partners or because of the beat? Because of the because you break on the second beat. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And okay, so I'm all, telling you, I told you I'd get nerdy. No, about that's it. perfect. It's because no, nobody knows. I mean, everyone listening out there is um, probably much like myself, where we're like, "What is happening?" And ten o'clock, I'm going to watch a, possibly an episode of Primeval it and call a, it a day. And that's why I wanted to write a book about it because it's such a subculture that nobody, no one knows this whole world is going on every right. night of the week. I can, and I'd like to plug the places Please. I go to on the West Side because. Is I'm, it the west side of LA? Is that where? I, cause I live on the west side. I mean, there's places all over LA. But. I'm sure there's plenty going on here in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. But LA is a great place to dance also because you can go out seven nights a week and yeah. find places to dance. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Where, and people um, do that. Where do you usually go? Oh, okay. So, um, on the west side, I go to Volcano in Santa Monica has salsa mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights. On Tuesday. And what's that scene? What's that bar like? It's called, is it? Volcano. Volcano is. Volcano. Oh, it's a Asian, Asian fusion restaurant. It's an Asian fusion restaurant that has salsa on Tuesday nights. Yeah. How's they the have food? a, they have a, the food's awesome. <laughs> I'm not, allow me to digress briefly into my own dog <laughs> They have a, they have um, a space in the back where they have a dance floor and you actually can dance outside. Oh, wow. And, uh, then there's, um. And do they have a band? Or they don't it, have bands. It's a DJ. Okay, it's a DJ, and that starts at ten o'clock in Santa the lessons Monica. at eight o'clock. Okay. Oh, so, so like line dancing? Yes. Where you can go? It's for, just like line dancing. Yeah. Where you go two hours? <laughs> yeah. The first two hours is you learn. You can learn some steps and stuff. And does it cost to go get? It's like usually ten bucks, and that person? includes the lesson. Okay. Yeah. Ten bucks to get in, and that includes the lesson. And there's usually a. Dude. It's funny because I went line dancing once, and yeah. it was so funny. I was like, "This is a whole other scene," That's and they almost- have their own outfit, like yep. the cowboy hat and or the boots. And, and the- I'm telling you, the the line dancing seemed way harder than salsa to oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah, because you have to learn all that footwork. Oh, is there fancy footwork with? There's line tons of fancy. I mean, you don't have. You can just do the two step, but- right? But people, if you really want to get into it, that yeah. footwork, mm-hmm. really hard, I thought. Okay. So is, okay. So in, there's not a fancy footwork. I mean, the thing is, is you, I mean, there not, is in salsa. Right. So, but you could do that, the eight step that you were just showing. Yeah. Me. You can do the basic. It's called yeah. the basic. Okay. You can do the basic much like in line dancing, but there, I mean, that's an entirely, wow, that it, it's so interesting. These, the subculture of salsa and line dancing, they are kind of exactly the same. <laughs> Living parallel lives. Exactly, but right. but line dancing was really white. I Super white, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Super, not a lot of Mexicans. Yes. Not a lot it of was Central like, Americans. It was like a country western kind yeah. of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Very much an urban <laughs> cowboy kind of. Yes, very much. All right. Which I thought was so awesome. That well, John Travolta is like- <laughs> willing to just do anything, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so where's another one? Oh, okay, and then there's Zanzibar. Which, is, Which what, is in Santa Monica. Another Santa, in, in, and that's an actual club with a big um, dance floor and a stage, and they have bands. Oh, on they Monday have night. bands mm-hmm. that on Monday night that play salsa. Yes. How many how many people are in this band? Oh, they like, have a different band. I mean, it's they don't they always have piece? bands. Some of the bands, I would say, I've seen bands that are like eight, nine pieces. Right, but they can be like three guys too, or three people. Yeah. Okay. They can be like maybe four or five. Okay. Because there's a lot of instruments that happen. Yeah. I know. And there's some bands that don't have a brass section really. Okay. And it just gives it a real, it's, it's, I mean, and a lot of these guys in the salsa bands, they don't make any money. I mean, they make like 50 bucks a gig. Right. Right. I mean, you have to love it. Yeah. And they love it. And they just, they, 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 they'll show up at, on different bands. So they'll just, but there's this one guy, Johnny Polanco, and he played at El Floridita, which is in Hollywood on Vine Street. On Vine and what? What's a cross street? What's a big cross street? It's El near Floridito. Hollywood Boulevard. I don't Okay. Know, but and El Floridito, is that just a club? El, it's um yeah, a tiny it, salsa club restaurant. It's a restaurant, restaurant as too. well. Okay. Is it Mexican or Spanish? It's uh I don't know what the food is. I want to say it's Cuban, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but he played there every Monday night for years. I don't know if he still plays there, but he has a big, you know, he have had like a big band of brass and just 
a really cool. Yeah, sound. like you know, like Ricky Ricardo and um, Babalu and and the and his band. You know, you ever watch the old I Love Lucy's, right? Right. And you'd go and you'd see his band, and you're like. I want to live that life. Right. The, the mystery, the, the fact that that life A doesn't exist, right? Where everyone's wearing sequined gowns and dancing. And, but there, <laughs> but there's a, you know, a 22 piece band with a horn section and a percussion section and possibly some strings. Yeah. It's I mean, so there's, and honestly, I prefer dancing to DJ, but. Oh, um, do you? Yeah. But I love listening to a band. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of the band songs go on for like 15 minutes. Okay. And it gets a little repetitive. They, I, sometimes they aren't really so much for dancing as for listening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're supposed to go and see the band and listen yeah. to it. And what, uh, um, what, what's an average dance of a, of a salsa like tune? Four, four or five, four or five mi- minutes. Yeah. Cause a four or five minute dance where you are like physically really moving. Oh yeah, it's a work. I mean, you're gonna want to sit down. Do you sit down some of the dances, or do you end up dancing all night? Depends. When I first started, I would get there at ten and like not stop till one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I couldn't, and it was awesome because I wasn't thinking, "Oh, am I getting in shape? Am I working out?" I wasn't thinking about that at all. No, no, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, oh this song," and did you recognize the songs, like the the basic songs that were? I didn't then, but I I gradually started to hear them all over and over again to right. the point where it became like Stop. like I heard them a million times. Yeah, Stop playing this song. <laughs> yeah. Why are we gonna listen to this Justin Bieber thing again? I think I think the thing about salsa for me and like a lot of women I've met is that it was just so great to have something to do where you don't feel like it kind of liberates you from the feeling of like oh I have to be dating or be in a relationship because you go out and right. you're, you're you're doing something. you're touching social and you're also touching men they're touching yep. you but you're you know it's safe and it's just sort of gave me like a really cool place to go and be single. And That's so neat because it's, it avoid my intimacy issues. I guess. Right, right. <laughs> right. You didn't have to have any intimacy issues. So it's nice, but the, uh, you didn't have to, uh, but it's not healthy for the long run in the long run, but it does, you know, it's sort of like in some ways like comedy where, you know, it sort of gives you your life, right? I mean, it, it becomes your life and then you're like, Oh, I'm actually not living. Right. But it gives you self esteem. It gives you a skill. It gives you some coping mechanisms. I mean, it gives you. Yeah. And it's interesting is that I feel like something about dancing and I used like, I'm a person who sweats a lot and salsa is very sweaty. I mean, it's it's pretty disgusting when you really think about it. Yoga disgusting. Yeah. But you're like, okay, I'm letting this sweaty person like slime me with his sweat. I mean, (laughs) right. So many things that would not happen in regular life (laughs) just happen in salsa clubs. You know, this like strange guys like touching me in places, putting sweat on me. I mean, And it's not someone, I don't even know his name. Right. And, and um, a lot of laundry. A lot of laundry. Yes, yeah, a like lot of laundry. You can't wear the same outfit you two don't, nights. You don't without... buy nice, trashy clothes for salsa. You right. buy like Forever 21 or. Right. You're like, I'm hoping this H&M thing will not fall apart while it's on. Exactly. Okay. But I used to just pour sweat, which feels awesome. I, I think like that's part of the therapy therapeutic process right, right. of it because it's like poor sweat you know you work out really hard and you're detoxing as you speak essentially basically yeah, yeah. and um what kind of and shoes then, oh what what kind of shoes oh you- well there's they're specifically made salsa shoes they're made for salsa what do they look like why oh, are they specifically brought, made i should have brought them well I can, I can look it up but i can put a link but mine are they, look terrible right are now. they chunky heeled they're or are um, they stilettos are they're they, kind of stiletto ish they have suede they're made of suede so they kind of like they're form fitting to your foot they're suede and they're suede on the bottom but the suede on mine oh is they don't click no, <laughs> there's no tapping. There's no tapping. Tap, tap. not tap dance. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I was, I was just thinking, you know, like when Carmen Miranda would, would dance <laughs> with the fruit on her head. Uh, <laughs> I know that's what people have their ideas with salsa are so different. Oh, but what I was going to say is that something about dancing, I really believe gives people self-esteem or just being your body, totally doing anything physical. There's something about connecting with your body that I think gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is you can see why, right? Because it just, I mean, whatever you do, whether, whether you play basketball really well or, 
you know, I, I don't know, when I was in junior high, I learned to dribble and spin a basketball on my finger. And oh, that's awesome. Well, it was very exciting from, for, um, for years I, w- I would entertain. Can you toddlers. still do that? I could still do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not lying. Uh, feel free to bring a basketball to a live comedy <laughs> show of Jackie Cation. Going to be in Reno. Going to be in Seattle. Uh, bring it down people. Tucson, Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, those are my comedy dates, by the way. Ooh, look at me plugging <laughs> in the middle of it all. But if you do bring a basketball, I will spin it. Uh, <laughs> but, but any, any sort of physical activity I think can give you, cause it does, it connects you with your body. I think you're totally right. That's so neat. Yeah, I know. And I, I played basketball too, although I wasn't that good, but I, no, I kind of felt I, the same way. I couldn't way. shoot. At, for, <laughs> you you saved could dribble. I could dribble. But you could spin it on your finger like a globe trotter. That's. Yeah, uh, when I came from basketball camp, I went to basketball camp. I wanted to go to horse camp. Everyone got one camp when we were in, when we were kids. They're like, you can go to camp once. And we got to do it because my brother paid for his own music camp. And so, Aww. yeah, and then, uh, so my parents were like, oh, we're supposed to send you people to camp. That's a thing. And so my sister got to go to music camp and then I didn't want to go to music camp. Uh, so I said, I want to go to horse camp. And they were like, horse camp is too expensive. What else you got? And I was like, huh, basketball camp. And so I went to basketball camp and the note on, on my basketball camp, uh, report card essentially was, she spends too much time learning how to spin the basketball, not enough working on the drills. <laughs> You were like, wait, wait, screw the game. Right. I don't want to play the game. I, I wanna... figured out what this is about. Yeah. Exactly. And you should, I mean, I was, I was on the basketball team, um, and we had to run laps and I would read while I ran laps. I was the, <laughs> the most painful child. It was, there was a reason why my parents were like, what is, what is happening? What, Eddie, is there, is she, she's not doing drugs. There we go. <laughs> and that was you all they had. Stimulating your brain probably right, needed right. to be stimulated. At the, Right. So what do, so when you, what, so have you ever dated any of these guys? Have you tried? I did, unfortunately. Um, um, I, I, yeah, I guess I'll say unfortunately. Um, because it didn't work out specifically, I just think like, right? Yeah, because it, it didn't work out, but it was just, um, you know, like totally inappropriate matches. I mean. Right, because you guys <laughs> physically matched up. Yeah, because what happens is you think, oh, I've been dancing with this guy for a year. Right. That means we know each other. Right. And you really don't. Right. It's the sort of like sleeping something- with somebody for a year and thinking that you that have you- a relationship. Right, right. When you've never actually talked about anything but the sex. Right, right. Fair enough. So Dancing all you would does talk not about is- create a relationship. Right. So what else would you want to talk to? Um, this is just a weird question. I mean, this, this feels no. like a very Maria Bamford kind of question. What else would you want to talk about with them? I mean, but wouldn't you want to like go for coffee? And sit around and say, so did you read The Outsiders when you were in junior high? Or, I mean, like. Yeah, and it was weird because then you would, actually one guy that I dated, he, he was too young for me and, but he actually was, um, kind of gave me the older woman respect because he thought I was smart and, yeah. and he actually liked to read. So I actually did talk to him about books and, and, um, and stuff like that. And, and sports or anything. I mean, like, what are your other hobbies? What, what, what else do you enjoy in life? Um, well, stand up comedy, stand up comedy, um, reading inspirational and, self-help. Oh, you do books. a lot of self. That's right. That's why um, we're. <laughs> Who doesn't, you can heal your body, Louise Hay. And, uh, so, but I mean, um, heal your life. That's the name of it. And, but the, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I enjoy it. But, uh, um, what's the, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, like I meet people who they get together and like, well, I really like Dr. Who, you know, Mm -hmm. like I watch a lot of Breaking Bad. What kind of TV shows do you, I mean, would that be, and it's weird about the dating thing because I haven't dated. I never dated before Andy Ashcraft. That you're very fortunate. I'm very fortunate. I don't think anyone really knows how to date. Anyone right. who says they do is is, I, is doing wants, it wrong. You're doing. It's like <laughs> saying I'm really good at job interviews. Like who wants to be good at job interviews? You just want the job, <laughs> right? It turns out you can't keep a job. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. But it's but it does feel like because I remember doing the online dating thing where you would meet a guy and you'd sit around for three hours and you'd talk about music and books and which is totally exhausting. It's emotionally draining. Where right. you just like for both for all parties involved, and you're like, okay, well that was something. I wonder if I want to do that again. And so, you know, and when I went when I started doing it, you know, because for a year and a half, 
I would, I would online date these guys and you'd see each other and you'd sit down and it might be a half an hour until you both agreed that what you saw was nothing like what you thought you were going to see and, and, and enjoy. Or you'd sit down for three or four hours. There was a Latin teacher, this guy, but he lived down in Orange County and I really, I, I was interested in talking to him and I thought he was a really nice guy, but he never called me again. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't, I can't figure out why it worked with Andy, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Maria asks me on a fairly regular basis. Uh, did you know mm-hmm. immediately? Did you, how did you know to keep dating him or whatever? And I was like, well, he was just great, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't love at first sight, but it was like, it was love at, you know, I love talking to him, you know, and I liked playing games with him and I wanted to go see a movie with, you know, Right. And I've heard that from a lot of people about their partners is that it just, right. it just kind of feels easy or right or. Yeah. It isn't, it wasn't work. Right. It didn't feel like it, it wasn't a chore. So, right. And it's, it's, it's comfortable to hang out with them and not say anything to some extent too, which is nice. Right. It's pretty mysterious, I think. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any, I know I'm probably me and in, in Maybe Maria, we're like super analytical people and overthink everything. And, and also, like, I know for me, I want to do it right. And well, yeah, there's no such thing. It, right. You can't do it right. And I think you're analytical until you meet, like, I was talking to Dave Anthony and Dave Anthony, you've met, you know, Dave Anthony. Mm-hmm. Dave Anthony, uh, has no filter. And is, he's a walking Asperger syndrome. The dude is out of his mind when he'll, and he's just button pushing and hilarious and, but a sweet, sweet man and got married right around the same time I did. And we were both watching Ginny Garofalo on stage and at uh, UCB. And she was talking about how you couldn't, it very much reminded me of the Bill Maher, nobody can make me get married uh, lecture that was supposed to be comedy that isn't comedy because no one is trying to make you get married. <laughs> and yeah. no one is trying to make Gene Garofalo get married. You know, right. I mean, except for the voices in both of their heads. Right. Right. And so, um, so Janine Garofalo is talking about how she doesn't want to get married. This is probably four years ago. And she's like, I would never want to get married. I just want to have sex with guys and end it and then just move on and then have sex with a different guy. Isn't she in a relationship? She might be now. Okay. Um, at the time, uh, I hope not. Right. And, but the, um, I turned to Dave Anthony. I don't know why I'm naming names, um, but everyone. We'll but fix it in post. Fix it. Well, and the thing is, is that's why people listen to podcasts. For weird <laughs> stories about people that they vaguely know. Gossip. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, and so I, I turned to Dave and he had just gotten married too. And I said, so it must have been like six years ago. And I said, did you ever think you would get married? He was like, no, there was never anyone I met who I would want to marry. You know, and so what I'm saying is that, I mean, because these are the things you like salsa and comedy and self-help books and, you know, whatever you like, you may eventually meet somebody who you're like, oh, well, this guy. Yeah, he I dances would, salsa. Right, he dances salsa, but he's and also stand up and stand up. <laughs> and he quotes Louise Hay and A Course in Miracles. Oh, my God. I don't right. know if if I met that guy, I probably wouldn't be attracted to him. <laughs> right. He might also have horns and a tail, right? I mean, there might be something else wrong with him. But the thing is, is, is he may not even be into anything you like, but you, right. you meet him at this weird place where you're just like, oh, that's the guy I'm willing to marry. That's, that's exactly what it feel, felt like. <laughs> after we were together for some time, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I could see spending 30 or 40 years with this guy, but no one else. I mean, even guys that I thought I was in love with, you know, you look back on them and you're like, oh, that guy, first of all, was not into me and good for him. Because when you look back and you're like, that, that actually uh, would not have worked. I mean, do you feel that? Yeah. I mean, Can you see that? I, I guess when I started dancing salsa, I, and this is pretty typical that I had this horrific breakup that made me really cynical about okay. relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I was definitely in a place in my life where I was like, oh, okay, I don't really have to get to know anybody. I can just dance with these men. Right. And, you know, I don't have all that messy, you know, trauma and yeah. everything that goes with a bad relationship. Because right. I didn't really, couldn't really envision, which is normal when you have a bad relationship. I mean, some people you know, bounce back, but I didn't for a while. Right, right. And, and you need time anyway. 
you know, from what I've seen of those things. Where and, you're just like, and I don't, I'm not somebody who ever wanted to, you know, sleep around or casually date. Right. So it's also just like the perfect balance. Of, right, right. Because it felt vaguely wicked, but <laughs> yes. not because you're felt, touching strangers. It felt like dating a little, yeah. but in you're interacting with men. Mm-hmm. And it also taught me to, to kind of like realize more about my boundaries and that's know. kind of neat. Yeah. Cause you're in this enclosed space and there's all these bodies and yeah. guys are asking you to dance. And I just learned, I, I learned, I write about this in the book. I learned to say no. Like I, I used to feel like I had to say yes to everybody. And right. finally I was like, this guy's creepy. And he, I feel like he's like burning. Mm. Yeah. He's trying, trying to like, burn his eyes into my soul when I dance with him. So I'm like, I just, I'm not interested. So you're better at saying, I got really good at it. Now I'm just shut him down. Now I'm like, hell no. (laughs) Good. So, so talk to me. So the, the book isn't published. But the book has like how many, what, what are the different chapters kind of about? Um, so it's, uh, it starts in the, okay. So I met this guy. I met a lot of guys that I became friends with and just because I found them very interesting. Through salsa? Yeah. And I okay. met this one guy who I call him salsa guru mm-hmm. because right away he was like, I can train you, you know, and he, <laughs> and he was kind of like Mr. Miyagi, like, like, but then he would say things like, do you have the fire? I don't know if you have the fire. <laughs> And, yes. and then he like, and so I invited him over to my apartment, which now seems crazy. And, um, and, but then you weren't killed. Look I wasn't you. killed. Um, but he said so many funny things to me, the way he expressed himself, just the whole thing about the fire. And he would just say things like Solange, you need to dance. You need to dress salsa. You don't dress salsa. And he was just trying to form me into his idea. You but, were clay. Yeah, exactly. I was his clay. And so I write about him a lot. And then there was this other guy that I became friends with who I'm still really good friends with. And he's actually a great guy, but I called him relentless salsetto. Oh, they're called <laughs> salsettos, by the way. That's oh. what you call a guy who dances salsa. They're called salsettos. Salsettos. What are a ladies called? Sal- salsettas. Oh, salsettas? Salsettas. It's an R. It's an R. Not so a T. So. All right. So it's S-A-L-S-A-R-A. A. Oh, wait. I don't know. Salsa. S-A-L-S-A. Salsa. E-E-R-A. E-R-A. Salsetta. Salsetta. Uh, so I call him relentless because he was like, I really like dancing with you and I would like to have sex with you. Would you like to have sex with me? Like that blunt about it. Wow. And, All right. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. He was like, okay, that's cool. But then he would keep asking me, but he actually is How a really now? nice guy. Exactly. How about tonight? <laughs> it's like, that's what I do with my avails with comedy clubs. I'm like, uh, are we booking me yet? Uh, he was like. Are we, we, have, we were considered our, uh, I, our you know what I realized about guys? Okay, like, if I'm interested in a guy and he's not interested in me, I'm like done. But guys, like, they're, every day is a new day. <laughs> <laughs> they won't give up. They don't really see no as... It's funny, cause Andy said that about my podcast when I asked uh, different people to be my podcast guests, like famousy people. He's like, you know, if they turn down three times, that's the rule of dating, Jackie. If she says no three times, uh, or comes up with an excuse, she doesn't want to date you. So, uh, guess who doesn't want to be on your podcast? The guy that you've asked three times and has come up with various excuses. Well, there's no rules. And I mean, you can keep asking him. I can't. Um, and the thing is, is if you the can podcast, take the rejection, right? With, with stand-up comedy, I have no problem taking the rejection. Right. Six years later, every three months, you will still get an avails thing from me and you've never booked me. What do I care? But uh, with the podcast, I'm like, there's so many people who want to be on it that I'm like, ah, it's fine. That guy right. doesn't want to be on. Right. And there's so many funny people who may not be famous, but and are super interesting. Right. And you're just like, what do you enjoy? <laughs> what are you collecting? And I did ask this one guy, I said, it can be anything. Like if you collect butterflies and he turned to me and he went with a very intense look, he said, you mean if I killed butterflies as a hobby and pinned them to things? And I was like, Okay, obviously not a butterfly collector. Uh, I've never seen, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I had a butterfly net for like a heartbeat. Yeah, I did too. Right. That must have been a thing. I think it was a thing (laughs) to go off and capture some poor fucking butterfly who needs to live their lives out. And I had a pet caterpillar once because I I, I was not allowed to have a pet. So um, I had a pet caterpillar and then it turned into a moth. It was beautiful. Oh, and then. And then it went away because it, uh, you know. We were done, essentially. <laughs> uh, the entire experience had lived itself out in a tiny box, a little matchbox that uh, the caterpillar had, you know. Well, at least he didn't die. He didn't die. He turned into a moth. And right. so 
Um, but it was very funny because my family was like, you thought he was going to be a butterfly. Did you? Did you think he was going to? And I was like, really? This mocking- like you failed. <laughs> like I it's your fault. Like I dropped the ball on the caterpillar ownership. Like, you, Damn. You picked wrong. See? Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> think back at it. That's a creepy, that's a tragic story. I mean, no harm. My parents are just funny people. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, uh, so what else in the, what else in the book? What else? Okay. Is another- so, um, so I write about Salsa Guru and Relentless and then, and then I joined a dance team with, um, Joby Brava, who is this kind of salsa icon. She's a super hot salsa teacher. And she actually, um, kind of cross pollinated salsa across the world. Like she traveled all over and taught it. Like wow. it's like really big in Thailand. And I mean, it is, it's, it's very global. They call it like the international language because all these cultures love salsa that they don't even know. They don't like a lot of Asian cultures dance salsa, but they don't know even what the words to the lyrics are. Right. But they can, like my friend told me she ran into a salsa singer who's from Japan. She didn't even know any, she didn't speak Spanish at all, but she could sing salsa songs. Wow. And was great, but yeah. just didn't, was speaking in Spanish. Right. Was just, oh, just, she, she was covering She was just songs. imitating. Yeah. She was just, uh. Japanese are good at that though. They can <laughs> nail a, they can nail a karaoke like nobody's business. Exactly. God, okay. God, okay. Um, so anyway, so I write about her and then, and then I write about dancing on two and kind of like, basically I left, I kind of, left the whole on one flashy scene and I got really into this on two scene, which is like very, it's not about dressing spectacularly. It's really, is the on one scene kind of about dressing. It's about being, it's about being very like flashy and, you know, you see a lot more flips and, you know, a lot more of showing off. They call it. And do they mix your on ones and your on twos? No, they don't. They do not. They're very, they like different music and they don't dance with each other. It's, it's very like, like when you go to the club, we do our thing. If you go to the club and the, and the, and the beat is the same, will you see some on one dancers and some on two dancers? Yeah, someplace, sometimes you do. Or, or the club that you go to is mostly an on two club. The on two scene usually has socials. They aren't even in clubs really. They usually have little, um, and it's actually on two is really big in New York. Okay. Where's, it's bigger in New York. Is, is there a, is there a salsa club in New York that you like? I haven't been to New York to dance, but everybody says that's like, that's oh. the best place to dance salsa. You gotta go. Yeah. Or no, do you kind of want to go? Or? Oh yeah, I totally do. Yeah. I totally do. What destination? They have comedy clubs there too, you know. I know. I know. Uh-huh. I'll do comedy and salsa. I know. So, so basically I'm doing comedy and then sometimes, some nights I'll go to the open mic and I'll end it. I'll end it by, at a salsa club and I'll dance right. for like, so you'll go from an like hour. eight to 11. Yeah. <laughs> At a comedy club. Yeah. And then from 11 to midnight. Yeah. You'll go I'll end dance it with, for an hour. with dancing. Cause and it's what, also like open mics are like you're sitting there waiting a lot. Yeah. To get up and, and then. Everybody's working on their new chunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where can people see you do stand up? Um, oh, I have a show this, that you are on. Right. Um, this Sunday at the Talking Stick. In Venice. Oh, but that's, we don't know when this podcast will be. <laughs> well, it'll air probably in like uh, a week and a half. I'm trying to catch okay, up. Okay. So the fourth Sunday of every month. Yes. I'm at the Talking Stick in Venice. 1411 okay. Lincoln Boulevard. With Jim Coughlin. With Jim Coughlin. Who's, do you know what his dorkdom is? Oh my God. Jim has so many. He does. He's really into watchmaking among other things. He's, and he's, he's a, he's a bit of a trivia nerd, but Jim Coughlin for Rangers of the Dork Forest, you might want to go back in time and re-listen to an episode. A4 paper. What's that? It's a size of paper that every other country <laughs> in the world uses except the United States. It is instead of eight and a half by 11, the rest of the world uses A4 paper. And Jim Coughlin approves oh, okay. and does not approve that the United States does not use an A4 paper. Oh, okay. That's why when I have like the drop down of what kind of paper yes. A4 shows up, A4 I always wondered what that was. Me too. And uh, if you want to go back and listen to the Jim Coughlin episode, it was a pretty good one. I'd like to have him back just by himself. It was back when I was in the first, there's the first 300 episodes of the show. That are done on, on blog talk radio, uh, the sound quality of a Red Fox album from 1969 <laughs> that you can go to those blog talk radio RSS feed. And then there's 150 of these episodes, um, that are pre-recorded, um, through Libsyn and dorkforest.com and on iTunes, of course. And then, um, the, in the beginning when I just started pre-recording, I was still trying to figure out, I love this one-on-one. You know, the one, cause you get to really get into what your dorkdom is. And though I just did do a live episode where it was a panel of dorks 
uh, <laughs> over at the Nerd Melt where it was like four different comics. It was Retta and Lori Kilmartin oh, and awesome. Mary Lynn Rice Cub and Rory Scovel. And so th- none of them really got to get into their dorkdoms, but it was a lot of riffing and, and super fun and some dorkiness. So it was Yeah, cool. I got really into my dorkdom. I can go that's deep awesome. into it though. You, yeah, I, and then I, I get and then I get like kind of embarrassed. Like I'm Right. That's why the Dork Forest exists. <laughs> so that you can vent. And, and you know <laughs> yeah. and if people want to talk to you about salsa, uh, they should tweet at you, right? Which is yes. at Solange C B C B. Solange C B is my handle. And Castro. Um, yeah, I actually taught, I was asked to teach, to be the girl teacher at Volcano a couple weeks ago. And, uh, I tweeted about that. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm, and I've put it out there that if anybody needs a partner to teach a class, I'm, I, I loved it. It was really right. fun. Oh, super fun. Yeah. So you're willing yeah. Cause to I got to tell girls, you know, this is what you do, you know, the girl yeah. side. Oh, cool. It takes, there's two sides. All right, well, let us uh, break and see if you can teach Andy Ashcraft a little bit of uh, salsa, and we'll uh, we'll take a picture or two and maybe have a video if I can make it work. Awesome. Thank you so much for being Thank on the Thank you for having us. me. Thanks for listening. Take care. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?